Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and there are seven days left until I can play F1 Manager 2023. I am Jay, and I am back to fully painted with Star Wars Shatterpoint. What did you add? Was there a release? I worked worked very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's been multiple releases, multiple box sets that have added on. That's fine. Like three? Three. There was... Um, a Luminara box set, a Inquisitor's box set, and a General Grievous box set. And there were supposed to be two box sets for August, but they have been delayed until at least September because of port strikes. Jeez. Uh, and I'm Josh, and uh, I forgot my pithy comment. <laughs> That's bad. I've stayed up way too late for a lot of days with... My Steam summer sale uh, purchases. So there's that. <laughs> so what what are what are you traveling for currently? Uh, work. I we have some uh, trainings with my project managers and foreman in the grand old city of Boise. So, uh, Josh, do you have a, a dad joke for us? To I feel like we need to. Uh, what are you gonna say? Like I up gotta redeem myself or something? No, no, here? no. We just gotta up the energy of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, y'all remember what my favorite dad joke is, right? I don't know. You don't really. I, I this don't. This is this isn't the joke, you know. This okay. is the real. Like, what are what are the farmers? I, I, it turns out I don't keep track of like Josh's dad joke rankings. So. All right. Well, here you go. Well, my favorite is what did the farmer say when he lost his tractor? Where's my tractor? Yes, the greatest <laughs> joke known to man. So that's that's just a little bonus. In the spirit of, since I will probably be uh, finishing out my evening tonight playing Dredge, the fantastic Lovecraftian fishing game, uh, I will share this dad joke with you, which is that, especially in Dredge, I would avoid the sushi if I was you. It's a little fishy. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Okay, well. Josh. Yes, did I tell you that I successfully managed to weigh a rainbow? <laughs> no. It turns out it's pretty light. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's not so, a stupidity in my life. <laughs> I feel like you know it's it's been way too long since we've done a visual meme explained audibly. <laughs> oh, have you got podcast. one for us for real? I've got one for you. Oh my gosh, we are truly <laughs> privileged this evening, folks. Okay, so this meme, it's a picture of, of Amy Adams, and she is 
in the movie Arrival, and it's a shot of her, you know, trying to communicate with the aliens, and she has her, you know, clipboard up trying to communicate with the aliens, and up above her there's a caption, and it says Dune in one sentence, and then her clipboard that she's trying to communicate with it says, "Y'all got any space drugs?" <laughs> There you go. Um, so, Josh, I, I guess for the Discount Games Inc. stuff, something that I'll I'll tie into um, gaming and then ask you about your um, your business. But uh, the the gaming industry is is preparing to grind to a screeching halt here within you know ten eleven days. Is this because of strikes and stuff? Yes. Oh, <laughs> savage. So currently. UPS is on track to strike starting August 1st and basically all of my distributorship with UPS. Um, so some of them like Asmodee and, and I think Wizards of the Coast are trying to get new releases out before um, new releases for August out before they are uh, can't ship. Um but in general, it's going to be, you know, uh, potentially a uh, bit of a lull or pause with things in the in the gaming industry. Um, so just, I guess, just be aware of that as as gamers. Um, restocks might potentially be slow. New releases might be slow. Jeez. Um, so you have a question now related to yeah, my so business from this? Is it? I, I'm assuming a lot of stuff you order is is larger than. UPS is that that correct or are you guys going to be impacted much? Um, I'm sure we will be. Like, let me let me give you the example of how bad it can get. Uh, I signed a contract for a couple of projects last May. These projects involved the installation of some pretty good sized generators and transformers at local fire stations. Um, I initially was supposed to receive those that equipment in may and i will now receive it in may of next year oh well that's so, cool two years <laughs> i assume i assume that's kind of like is this is this being made overseas uh these ones are probably they're probably manufactured in mexico honestly okay uh, yeah but like yes out of the country and just like I mean, these are items that you used to would have got get you used to would have probably received in six to eight months, not two, not two years. Interesting. But what is the the delay? Well, I mean, those delays are typically right now blamed on uh, you know COVID shenanigans, what have you. Still. Well, yes, because I mean, those these were ordered you know back I mean, in the middle of it still. I mean, Trevor, you say that as though COVID is not going to be the excuse for the next. For <laughs> five years, yeah, or whatever. No, it'll be it'll be fifteen years. No, we still have COVID issues with our supply chain. Yeah, it's all very possible. It's true. What's your what's your current update? Speaking of COVID delays, on when you're going to uh, expect your new car? Oh yeah. Uh, so my car was completed. It has been built. Um, it was completed July eighth uh, in Germany. 
and um, it will be on a boat soon. Uh, on that boat, it will need to travel to Panama and then head through the canal and then travel up to California where it will be put on a truck and then that truck will head to the Rocky Mountains. So um, about three months, I will barring see. any yeah barring ports, any major issues strikes that <laughs> are currently um, going on. You would hope by the time it arrives that the I port strike would be, would be over. <laughs> um, but we will see. It's it's still a ways out. As far as I'm aware, it's still in Germany. So um, I'm assuming that. I don't know how long it takes them to fill a boat to actually send it out, but I'm assuming uh-huh. um, it's going to be a while, you know, at least a few weeks, um, especially where mine has to go to the West Coast. So I, they put, you know, they, they they split them up for East Coast, West Coast, I'm assuming, but I, I don't know. It's possible it could be on a boat at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I expect that it will arrive right before Thanksgiving, probably the first week in November. So for those counting at home, I ordered the car, um, created the order in July of 22. I received my allocation from uh, the manufacturer in August of 22, and uh, I will get it in November of 23. And it's no. a mod- it's a model 23 uh, car, model year 23. Um, and they are now selling model. There will be model 24 cars sold before I get my car. <laughs> I mean, non-ordered ones, you know, ones that were just part of the normal pipeline but yeah yeah so yeah like i said the uh the covid excuses are going to be with us for (laughs) at least a decade i give it a decade to to be fair the automotive industry's excuse is not covid anymore it is the war in ukraine Mm. so there is no war in bossing say it in in you the ukraine they i don't know what the percentages are so i'm gonna make some up and just pretend because it's the internet that it's yeah true. i don't know that anybody's gonna fact check you so go go yeah ahead. that's fine so approximately 70 percent of all wiring harnesses put in brand new cars are manufactured in the ukraine and multiple manufacturers when they built new um, manufacturing plants because 70 percent of the labor in the world for building wiring harnesses is in the ukraine that has experience they at, they may have built more wiring harness um, places in the Ukraine. So when the war hit, a lot of these major manufacturers were scrambling to try to find alternative paths to have wiring harnesses built. So it, it, that is still an issue to this day, is trying to get production up to speed um, using alternative locations for wiring harnesses. So, Well, are we ready to move into our main segment? I sure. think so. All right, so I um, suggested to my uh, co-hosts that there was a Netflix movie I had I had heard good reviews of and suggested we watch it and review it. Um, and it was a animated feature film uh, named Nimona. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. N i m o n a. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Josh, do you want to give a summary of the, the movie? Yeah, Nimona is um, a story of a medieval fantasy kingdom where, you know, this golden heroine defends the kingdom from this vile monster and manages to kind of build a, you know, impenetrable wall around the kingdom and keep the kingdom safe from this monster for 
a thousand years. So the movie picks up after that thousand year period. And, and so then it's like this medieval kingdom that met our era. Like, you know, people Except have even a little bit and, farther. Yeah. Like, yeah. Flying, so flying cars. And do you call it retro future at that retro futuristic at that? You know, I mean, it's, so there's like, you know, this whole culture of, a, of the realm, these knights, but they're knights that are on like Jay's saying like flying cars and they, they fire crossbows, but they look like, you know, um, star Wars style crossbows almost and all that sure. kind of stuff. Um, and uh, anyway, so that's where the story picks up. And this, uh, the, the main character who I'm embarrassed to say, I can't remember his name. Al, right. Maybe. That, uh, uh, one second. It, I can tell you. He is, he is a commoner who has gotten the chance to become a knight, and he's like the first of his kind. And so he's, so the movie opens with him being um, knighted, and in the course of his being knighted, it, he appears to basically kill the queen, and you know then has to basically be a few. Holy spoilers! Jeez. Yeah. Well, this is in the very start, right? The very so, first, yeah. Yeah. Uh, his his so, name is Ballister Boldheart. Ballister Boldheart, right? Which is not quite as good a name as one of the other characters whose last name is literally Golden Loin. <laughs> which yeah. cracks me the freak up but that's that's kind of what that's the uh initiating incident of the movie and so then you know cue um sh- uh, shenanigans and plots and uh, frankly there was a couple plot twists i felt like in this uh show and but that's uh that would be my general overview i would offer jay anything you would add i mean if it feels like you want to say something about the titular character Oh, Nimona? Yes. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, she comes into the story because she recognizes that this guy is now going to be a villain and she wants to be his sidekick. So she is this, like, frankly, hilarious, um, shape-shifting miscreant, really. And she's trying to convince this guy to just fully embrace his his villainhood. And so, I mean, it's basically basically a buddy cop movie, isn't it? Because, like, he is totally the paladin right like and she is totally the rogue and so it's the rogue trying to convince the paladin to stop being so paladiny that that's that's how i read paladiny okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of fair so i'll i'll say one of the things that i appreciate about this uh this movie is that it's kind of a it felt like a something that's that's a little bit unusual and, and maybe not as unusual on streaming services, but it feels like it's, it's fairly rare at this point for movie studios to take a swing at a new story in a new setting. And one that in a lot of ways is, is not something that's necessarily instantly familiar with us. And so, you know, the, for example, this, this setting where it gets into the main um, storyline, the kind of, futuristic medievalism um i I thought was interesting you know it's uh, i think it might actually be based on a graphic novel oh so i guess i shouldn't say that it isn't based on unknown but it's not based on any ip but it's not based like you know we're it feels like 
we're in an era in Hollywood. It's not a live action remake of a Disney cartoon that's been done three I, times. Sure, there's it's it feels like we're in an era of Hollywood where you either if you're going to make a movie, it either is going to be a sequel of something that's already successful or it's going to be using an intellectual property that is deeply well known are already in love with. Yeah. And so I don't I I I don't feel like um, this this falls in that category, and so that's that's something that I appreciate. Um, I I have just so, verified that it is. Um, that also, was a graphic novel. It is a graphic novel. Yes. So I agree with parts of what you've said as far as it is um, a unique setting, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's interesting. But I don't think the plot line is all that unique or different like it, it is still uh that's a, that's probably kind of fair yeah yeah it's still the you know there's still a lot of tropes going on yeah there's still the opposites getting to accept people even though they're different i do feel are, like they poked fun at several tropes which i thought was interesting yeah like, but at the, end, at the end of the day it's still about accepting somebody for who they are which is something that has been part of stories for time immemorial yeah no that's that is absolutely true yeah the trope that it poked fun of the most that i liked was um the the character with the punchable face todd Mm -hmm. right Uh right at the start they set it up like maybe he was going to apologize to bow because you know (laughs) worked so hard to become a knight and and right finally accepted (laughs) and then todd was like did you think i was going to apologize you're stupid i'm like okay (laughs) that was a little funny uh yeah well i know we'll talk about this a little bit more as you great i was pretty impressed with the art style like um it was very clean not quite mm-hmm. like a cell shaded style you know but kind of in that vein it felt like to me yeah i i like the animation style quite a bit as well yeah and like it feels bright and colorful in all the right places you know what i mean i did also so one of um one of the actors that i like quite a bit in in Hollywood is the person who uh, voiced the, the main character, Ballister Braveheart. Uh-huh. Um, Riz Ahmed is his, his name. He's in Rogue One is, is where I'm assuming most geeks would, would recognize him from. But okay. I, I liked his voice acting work. Yeah, and I enjoyed the titular Nimona quite a bit, honestly. She reminded me... Uh, probably a little too frequently of at least one of my daughters, right? <laughs> who is fully into chaos, who fully wants to encourage people to embrace their villain origin stories, you know, and I could totally see her saying metal on more than one. <laughs> <metal. laughs> so, so there so was, I, a, there was a lot that was fun about the show. Yeah, it I, feels like we're sort of in a golden age of animation right now, where uh-huh. they're really starting to take computer animation to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I think that this is just another good example of that. Um, and I'm you know I I just think that it's pretty amazing where they're going to be able to take it from here, as far as just the way that they can present new ideas using beautiful beautiful animation styles that previously would have been really hard to do yeah right so i am curious did 
either of you watched this with family or were they uh, viewings just with yourselves? Uh uh, this was just by myself because I felt like there there was some time pressure. I mean, they didn't have to be, sure. you know, but we were kind of yeah, yeah. like, hey, let's watch this and grade this soon. And I'm like, okay, that's never going to happen with Clan uh, Wheeler. And so, no, I just watched it myself. Yeah. Okay. Again, I would totally have loved to have watched it with my daughter who would have really connected with Nimona. Um, so I, again we were trying to watch this in order to grade it. And so I was watching it under a little bit of a time crunch as well, but I just happened to sit down and watch it where my daughter was. Uh, I don't know if she was sitting down with me at the time, but she was in the same room. She was dad adjacent. Yeah. And, and it didn't take her long to go, you know, what, what is this? <laughs> and, um, and so she came over and started watching almost immediately. And so she saw the whole thing. And I, I should have asked her. I didn't even think to ask her how she felt about it or what she thought of it. But I, I'm pretty sure she enjoyed it. She Normally, if I'm watching something that she doesn't like, <laughs> she'll walk away. Scrunch um, her nose and dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but to be fair, sometimes she'll watch things that I'm watching just because, like, she's feeling lazy and doesn't want to leave the room. So she's definitely seen a lot of, you know... <laughs> Like Top Gear, for example, she, I know she's seen way too much Top Gear just because she just didn't wasn't love the room. <laughs> and and to be fair, Top Gear is pretty funny for everyone, not just Carnet. Well, do you guys have any other thoughts or comments before we we go on to grading? No, I think let's jump into the grading. Okay. So first is design. Is that correct? Correct. So. Th- this touches on a little bit of some of the things we've talked about already. Um, but I, I do personally give pretty high marks to the animation that was in this movie. Um, I did also enjoy the, um, I, I enjoyed the story. It, it did feel, I guess it felt tropey. like it was, you can say tropey. It's okay. yeah. I mean, it was, I felt like it was successfully tropey. So it was sure. It hit those in ways that were enjoyable instead of feeling tired and old, in my opinion. I think that's fair. And there were, like Josh said, there were some times where um, there were some, you know, potentially twists that were unexpected or stuff like that, which also um, helped with it as well. I, I'm curious, as long as we're talking about plot design, Jay, like what did you think of some of the twists with the, uh the love interests and uh, i'm not sure if, are, are we at sp- full spoiler mode here you already gave away one of the biggest plot twists of the entire <laughs> thing at the start yeah that yes. was like the first two minutes of the movie yeah. still it's not well, it was, it like was other, unexpected i feel like the other plot twist happened right there or one of the other plot twists i thought was interesting happened right there too right which is that the 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 golden loin who had you know just expressed his love for Bal Bal Ballister Ballister man I don't I can't remember his name to save my life Jay I'm sorry uh, the fact yeah, that he Ballister ends up lopping off his arm in that same scene where the queen gets killed I was like oh oh we're not pulling punches in this movie <laughs> this can't move at all so Trevor, I thought that yes. was interesting okay um, Trevor did you have any thoughts or notes comments on design so 
this movie swung wildly from okay that was totally expected to okay that was totally unexpected and uh-huh. i find myself a lot of times um and i'm sure most people listening similar the stuff that comes out of um movie studios there's just times where you're just like okay i saw that from a million miles away and it, you just get a lot of that over and over and over again and there were times where i'm like oh i know what's about to happen and then it did and i was like oh yeah of course and that's kind of lame and then all of a sudden the out of left field did come in and smack me with something that i completely didn't expect um and so i just i guess i'm gonna throw a little praise at it for that because it was able to take some of these tropes that i've already talked about um in a way that was new and fresh at the same time it was like it did that in so many different ways as far as, okay, yes, you're going to expect some of this, but we're still going to be able to catch you off guard. And that's not something that most movies can do. So the writing clearly um, was at least thought about more than the average movie. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right. What, what, what numbers are you guys going to give on design? Man, I just love how bright the colors are and everything. Like, clearly I'm still a child, basically. I, I think my number's a seven. Like, I'm not willing to go all the way to an eight or anything, but I think they did a lot good with this movie. Like, and again, especially, like, I know it's an existing graphic novel, but it does still feel like you were talking about, Jay, they took a very unfamiliar IP, they did really good work with it, right? And um, so, so I, you know, definitely above average up to the seven range for me. It's interesting to me that you're like, oh, they took a graphic novel, like we they've been doing that for forever. That's a relatively new thing. Like, sure, you know, they've they've Hollywood for a long time sort of ignored the great graphic novels of our time. It's more Josh, recently I, that they're like, oh wow, these are actually really good. <laughs> Josh, I think you should come up from your seven to an eight, and I'll come down from my nine to an eight, and we can meet happily in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> feels like a dangerous negotiation well I, i'm willing to meet you jay but i want you to i want to hear you know for you where where does the nine come from um i think i think that probably the end of the day I, the, the thing that why i would probably rate it pretty high it, we, i've already talked about a lot of things but one of the things that um why probably the biggest reason why i would rate it high that we haven't necessarily talked about is that it's just a pretty fun movie and it's an enjoyable watch and that kind of goes back to what trevor said i don't it feels effortless but um being that effortless takes a lot of work or it takes a lot of writing or it takes a lot of skill and that's that's why i guess i would give it a pretty high grade it takes, as Shakespeare says, a willingness to kill your darlings and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine, Jay. I will meet you at the, at the excellent, eight, excellent, well, excellent. You know, one thing, I, I guess I, I wasn't sure where to talk about this. I mean, whatever. But I, I thought it, 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 and maybe it's tropey, like Trevor was kind of mentioning, but it, it did really do a kind of a good a job of, like, capturing the, what, what to me feels like the adolescent condition mm-hmm. you know of just like you know feeling totally uncomfortable in your own skin and you know like when she describes like if she doesn't shapeshift or if she does you know how that feels and i thought that was kind of a you know they, there were some conversations in the movie that i thought were you know 
kind of quite well written actually and and sort of uh provocative in terms of you know made you think kind of thing so i will admit that some of the tropes that i mentioned that were totally telegraphed uh, telegraphed or foreseeable Mm -hmm. i kind of wish they didn't do quite as many of those Mm -hmm. i I wanted more of the surprise me left and right and like it felt you felt overloaded by it at at some point Mm, i wouldn't say overloaded i would just say you know disappointed would okay. be probably the right term. Like there's, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, like like the ones that they did where they they completely got away from the default tropes and the the things that you expected. Those were the best. And I don't mind you know playing up some of the old school tropes for to kind of set you up to hit you down. But there were times where I'm like, come on, like. I, uh, to give an example, um, the one where um, uh, Bal and Nimona they they trick the the evil person, the the bat, the villain, into um, uh, admitting the confession, basically. Yeah, the confession. Yeah. Um, the the trope is that the the um, the lover doesn't believe them and instead says, you know, that the the rogue that the rogue is the one that's in the wrong here right there was that Which, you know if we're talking D, that is always true the rogue is <laughs> anyway that that i felt like that was forced it felt but... like having given that information including the sword that the um the the lover should have sided with the companion right like that one bothered me all right that's reasonable and it's not the only one. That was just one of them where I'm like, yeah, come that, on. That yeah, I'm like, gosh, that's so old school tropey Hollywood, and I hate it. Especially, <laughs> and again, I, I don't think I would have hated it as much if they hadn't just kept setting me up and and knocking me over with these amazing changes to the plot. Where I was like, oh wow, that was cool. That was cool. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this one's gonna be different too. And they're like, nope, psych. Yeah, uh-huh. we're gonna do the old tired. Same thing that you've seen in a million movies before on this Tropey one. Tropey Van Tropenstein. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, gosh. So I will, I hate to knock it on those, but I, it does sort of bug me. I wish they would have leaned a little heavier, and I don't mind a few of them, but there was just too many in some cases. So ultimately, Trevor, what is the number then? Oh, I don't give numbers. Just talk for... Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it once, Josh. I can't rate it yet. You can, you can give a number, Josh. Or Trevor, sorry. I have hate uh, for you. Well, I don't even remember what category we're on. We're design. in design still. Oh, oh, sorry. We should be way past this at this point. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually I, I actually lean more towards the eight. I'm not going to give anything a seven because that's the cop out. I, I think that this is better than average. And clearly seven is average on our scale. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, that's. I don't know, but whatever. All right, so let's go to time management. I'm going to be quick on this one. Um, High marks, like easy eight for me on time management. Like I thought the pacing was strong. Like I, you know, I felt the, I mean, honestly, it's not that long of a movie either. Is it an hour? Hour 42. Yeah, I was going to say it's not even an hour 50. So, uh, so like top marks there all around from my perspective. Um. So yeah, that easy eight for me on time management. That, that's what I have to say about that. I think that's fair. Is that you know, an agreement? You know, I'm gonna try to talk yeah. me up. No, that. that's. I mean, 
Sure, I could say this is like super tight and never a dull moment, and let's go for a nine. But you guys will just meh, and and we won't. So. <laughs> oh, is that what will? And yes. <laughs> Uh, you're probably going to have to talk it up because I'm probably going to talk it down a little bit. And um, here's the problem I had, and I'm going to fully admit that my score would be different on a rewatch. I kept getting interrupted. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this movie took way longer for me than it should have because I kept getting interrupted by other things and we had to pause and wait. And it, it, at that point, my daughter was invested. So, she, you know, when she had to go to the bathroom or when she stopped, we were pausing. And so this hour and 40, whatever, eight minute movie ended up taking closer to three. Jeez. And um, so I don't know if that I'm, I'm going to just say that my number probably isn't valid until I rewatch it. But okay. it, to me, it, to me, it, it did feel like it drug on. But I think that was most I'm just saying, I think that's mostly because of the situation I was in. And so what what is your invalid number then, Trevor? Six. I, again, can't give it oh, seven because deeply that's, invalid. Yeah, that's. No, I mean that. Whatever, that's kind of reasonable. Okay, well, so then let's. I think that's a good segue into our next category, Trevor, which is repeatability. Like, how likely are you to watch this again? Um, and and so I'll give mine, which you know, repeatability is like the default repeatability for me is like a three anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. For me, this is like an easy six on repeatability because I actually would enjoy rewatching this, especially with a couple of my daughters who are, again. Nimona esque. Let's just put it that way. I'll be honest, I probably won't rewatch it. And that's not a knock on the film. It's just, I just don't see a situation where I'm going to rewatch it. How much of that is because you already watched it with your daughter, do you think? Mm, if I do rewatch it, I'll rewatch it with my wife. Um, I think there's a good possibility that she'll rewatch it. And it's not because I won't rewatch. It's just that, like, I have limited time. And um, I think that most animated movies, like, and I don't, I don't want to call this a kid's animated movie because it's not. It's more of, I'm not even sure who the target audience is for certain. But regardless of who it is, it's not necessarily me. And that's not a bad thing. I'm, I don't, it doesn't need to be targeted at me. Trevor should not always be the target audience. Sure. But I'll give you an example of another one um, on Netflix. Um, what was the the League of Legends? Um, Arcane. Series? Yeah, Arcane. It was fantastic, but I'm probably never going to rewatch Arcane. That's going to be too hard to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's nothing wrong with that. I just I just think that it, you know when I'm rewatching things, this type of movie is not necessarily the type of movie I rewatch. I mean, it falls in the same. Um, as like Encanto or Moana or any of those movies that I think are fun and interesting and great movies and I enjoy, I just don't rewatch them very often. So, so your number then is it? Uh... It's probably a four, and I I hate saying that because yeah, the, that's like I don't want like the people flip to feel like me. I didn't I didn't enjoy it because I did. I just it's just a category of movie that I'm not I don't normally rewatch. I'll probably go with like a six. Um, I I would enjoy watching it a few more times, but it's probably not one that I'll rewatch um a bunch of times. Okay, let us move on to the category of fun, which Jay has already alluded to uh heavily a couple of times. Uh, well, that's one of the things I didn't spend a lot of time talking about in design, but there is a lot of fun packed into this movie. Like 
some of the fight scenes, you know, where there's all this like radical shape shifting. Uh, I can think of two in particular of the fight scenes that are just really fun. Some of the interactions, you know, one of the things that I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about this a little bit, Trevor, where you, you were just saying some of these tropes that you were just like, come on, like, I think we could have done better there. Like, I do feel like they played the paladin as an idiot trope a little longer than they should have. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, you know I what agree. I mean by that? And so, I so agree. that, that blunted some of the fun for me um, because that dragged on a little longer than I felt like it should. But again, some of the interactions, uh, especially between, I mean, Nimona is just she's just straight up fun, seriously, or metal, let, as she would say. Let me let me lean into the other side of the coin for just a moment. Okay. Okay. Because I've spent too much time talking about the tropes that they leaned into heavily that maybe they shouldn't have, but the tropes that they flipped on their head are fantastic. Like the the times when they come in with setting something up and you think, oh, I've seen this before, and then they don't hit it with that one, <laughs> they're they're amazing. Those are really good. So um, for me, this this is it's easily its best um, score. I would give it a ten. I think the movie's fantastically fun. I love the interaction between Demona and um, Ballister. I think that um, the the plot twists are great. I mean, like really good. I in situation these were plot twists that I some of them I did not see coming at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I took offense at you giving like one of them away right from the beginning. Mm, like, that's fair. Yeah, that yeah. really caught me off guard. I thought this was going to be about like the black sheep night. It was going to be Zootopia. You thought? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Um, and 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 I accepted that that this was I was going to be watching the Zootopia trope in a different setting that I like better. This is a better setting in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then it just like totally flipped that on its head right off the bat. And I that's when I was like that's when my um, metaphorical teeth were sunk into the into the whole thing. So for me, this is the best score. It was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, I'll go with a nine. All right. Well, you guys talked me up to an eight on fun. Then I was gonna maybe say a, I was gonna maybe say a seven, six. But I'll, I'll go with an eight. No, I wasn't gonna go that low. I mean, again, Nimona, I I could watch her scenes multiple times because she is freaking just ridiculous and funny. So, uh, so overall here, uh, I'm gonna go with the cop out number. My overall is a seven. Oh, Josh. Josh, Josh, go with an eight. If you couldn't give it a seven, (laughs) what would you give it? Yes, yes. If I'm not copying out, I will give it an eight. I agree. So, so so your yours would be a seven and a half, is what you're saying? Yeah, basically. I'm surprised, Jay, that yours is only an eight overall. But I guess actually, you kind of you kind of hung at the eights all along the way. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's reasonable. Um, I'm going to say that I probably wouldn't want to give it an actual rating until I saw it a second time, which, but I've already said <laughs> that I you're not going to do <laughs> probably won't watch it a second time. Um, I think that it's it's quite good. Um, I can see how that it would um, call to some people more than others. And uh, I think that if if you love this, you're going to really love it. So um, I don't want to discourage anyone from seeing it that way. They can determine whether or not it's something they love. Yeah, 
I mean, this is overall, I'm going to say an eight. You should at least give it a shot and see how much you love it. There you have it. So audience, you you made an interesting comment there, Trevor. Like you weren't sure who the audience was. And I was trying to think about, I feel like honestly, anybody, any family that's going to watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is going to enjoy Nimona. That That's my feeling. Because I was thinking about like, they they didn't do it quite as well by any means um but they they really had several different animation styles that happened right like there's a point where you know like where history's being told it's shown one way and there's a flashback scene i guess you would call it towards the end you know what i'm talking about um that i felt like was a different animation style or or it just felt different maybe maybe it was just the way that part of the story was being told and then like you know the rest of the movie so so again for some reason that made me just feel like look if you're if you're a family and you're watching into the spider-verse you you would also enjoy nimona i don't know what do you guys think for audience maybe the problem with me trying to categorize it into um one group of people that this movie's for is wrong and i should be looking at it from the other side and saying maybe there isn't one group maybe it, it fits everyone you know, hmm. I was I was saying maybe it didn't fit me the best, but that doesn't mean that that people like me won't enjoy it because I did enjoy it. So um, yeah, I, I guess I don't know how to how to put it. I I think that it may be that I may be wrong, and it may be just for everyone because I did enjoy it. So I guess that's sort of backing up what you just said. In that you know, if if it if it works for you to if you enjoy the animated animation thing and the humor thing which i think it does really well similar to um spider-verse then it's up your alley yeah 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 it it is part of the uh the representation matters collection on netflix um i'm assuming that if if this had been a disney feature film it probably would have uh, had like a huge generated all kinds of controversy backlash against it um but. and you, you really think that's why it didn't jay because it was just on netflix and sort of quietly yeah yeah went out into the wild not yeah okay um because so yeah you're you, right like if you compare that to like lightyear uh-huh. which i never i didn't ever watch lightyear but lightyear got like huge uh grumpiness right and yeah I there's way more overt scenes i felt like in Nimona. yeah whoa yeah. whoa 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 Lightyear was bad. It didn't have anything to do with the themes, in my opinion. Lightyear just wasn't fun. The movie just but, wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, sure. What, what, what? I think Josh is touching to. There was a lot more um, cultural backlash about the having gay characters in that movie, um, which didn't really have anything to do on if it was good or bad. Right. I mean, sure, but at the end of the day, I think people are way more tolerant of a good movie that has themes that they don't like than they are of a movie that doesn't have themes they like that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's an interesting thought, that that maybe Lightyear exacerbated its own problems just by not being a fun movie, huh? I. I, I mean I don't I don't want to head down that road but I, I Lightyear was not a great film there were there were a few scenes and a few characters who were fun but overall the plot of Lightyear was just like 
pull my eyelashes out with <laughs> rusty pair of tweezers. It was awful. Which again, to contrast with Nimona, had all kinds of fun and right. So, I mean, it is important to note that 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 originally Nimona was produced by essentially 20th first century Fox, and when Disney bought it out, when they bought Fox, they gained the rights to this movie. This oh, I didn't was, know all that. Okay, interesting. This was a Disney film, quote unquote. I mean, it wasn't Disney branded; it was Fox sure. branded, but it was, and they dumped it. So, you know, I mean, what we're talking about is very legitimate potential concern for Disney, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, but again, I think that that the real core of whether or not these movies are successful is 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 about whether or not they're well written. I, I saw, and I hate saying this because I'm 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 the straight white guy, and so I'm the least you know important person. But I saw this meme, and it it was about um it was talking about how the public doesn't hate strong women characters, it hates poorly written stories, and it showed these Rotten Tomatoes scores of six movies. Okay, and these, okay. there's they were all strong female characters. Okay, and three of the movies had really high scores, and three of the movies had really low scores. And the, the basically the meme was like, it's not that we hate strong female characters, it's that we hate crappy writing. And and the three movies that had really crappy writing had bad scores. It, it really had nothing to do with strong female characters. And I I think that that's probably true for the I don't want to say for everyone because it's not true for everyone, but I think for the majority of moviegoers, good writing trumps a lot of things. Sure. I, and I kind of feel like we're maybe having different conversations with each other because <laughs> I've, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that like, I, I agree that uh light year was unsuccessful because the writing wasn't very good or it just wasn't a very good movie. Um, but on like a separate track, it also received much more. Oh yeah. Attention. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not mm. disputing. I'm not yeah, disputing yeah. that at all. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Anyways. Yeah. And this movie would have had a lot of um the same talk had it come out yeah. in the theaters. I I, yeah. I won't dispute that at all. There you go. But I would definitely turn someone away from Lightyear. I definitely will not turn someone away <laughs> from the phone. <laughs> all right. Well there you go. Um I guess on that note we can uh go ahead and wrap things up. Oh, did we give a? Do we have overall? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was we did the overall. We were doing audience yeah, we did, and that's right. And then go or no go. It sounds like we're all goes. Yeah, we're all goes. Okay. Well, you guys let us know what you guys think of Nimona, and um, I'm I'm curious to hear what you think. 